overflow part three contending for your overflow part three we have been made to understand that the warfare of the believer is in three folds the believer is in war with the devil it is a personal battle between the believer and the devil it is also a battle between the believer his flesh and his spirit and then it is also a social battle between the believer and the world if it is it comes to the battle of the devil there is no problem hallelujah last week by the grace of god we looked at how you can overcome your flesh in the battle between the flesh and the spirit this morning we want to look at how the believer will be able to prevail over the world so that you can have access to your overflow hallelujah james chapter 4 verse 4 james chapter 4 verse 4 ye adulteress ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with god and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of god then in first john chapter 2 verse 15 first john chapter 2 verse 15 love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the last of the flesh the last of the eyes the pride of life is not of the father but of the world hallelujah so from these two scriptures we get to understand that the world is also an enemy to the believer because god is saying that he that loves the world is an enemy to him god and no one enemy of god can enjoy of an overflow so it is an enemy that we should know how to deal with when we talk about the world we are not talking about the trees the sun and the things that we see in the physical structures but we are talking about the systems that operate on this earth systems like music like fashion technology like economics they are things that governs the world the reason why the world is an enemy to the believer is that these systems are manned by men 
and they have been influenced by the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and then the pride of life. So you see that all these structures that I've talked about, they are not evil. But you see that because they have been manipulated by man and then the devil, their operations are in contrary to the word of the Lord. So when we talk about the world, we are talking about the environment, the atmosphere in these structures that are opposition to God's word. So you take institutions. Everywhere you go, we have corruption. You take the media, the music, the things that are being operated on in these structures and they are meant to lure the believer to sin you see every music i don't understand you will see ladies half naked dancing they are to lure you to sin every advert you see around they are talking about cream. They are talking about something else. But you see a lady that is almost half naked. That is what the Bible is saying. That don't let your pleasure. Don't let your love. Be trusted in those things. And they have been manipulated in such a way that. They make you put God second. In our workplaces very soon and it has started people are even going to work on sundays no more time for god systems of the world you talk about technology it is cool but it has been manipulated in such a way that it is to lure it is luring a lot of people into immorality those are the things that we are talking about. That a believer, you may find yourself in one of these structures. What God is saying is that don't live by the principles that governs those structures that are contrary to God's word. We must come to a point where we don't dress like the way they dress we don't speak like the way they speak they have a way of speaking we don't manage things as they were ministering god said to me there is somebody here the reason for your financial woes is because you did a business with somebody and you cheated the person but god is having mercy on you just go and make sure you repay the person. Your financial woes will be over. Things of the world are the things that are making the believers sorrowful. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. He said the love of money. People have followed it. And because of their, their, their sorrows have multiplied. Sorrows. So if you are putting money before God first. 
that when they put money there, people would do everything to get money. Things of the world. These are the things we are talking about. So, you see that we talk about the things of the flesh. And those are the things that have been extended to the management of these systems that I'm talking about. When you read 2 Timothy chapter 3, it talks about the love of many in the end time waxing cold. And then he talks about the things that will bring about the coldness of believers. And when you summarize all of them, they are found in the last of the flesh. The four saints that we categorized last week, they are the things that God talked about. Men will be posters. Men will be proud. It has come to a point that believers even come to church, we can't correct them. Pride. Arrogance. One man, and it is true. The reason why families, if you are running your marriage like the worldly way, you find yourself in sorrows. Your husband can't correct you. Your wife can't correct you. Children cannot be corrected. Those are the things that these last days, Paul told Timothy, they will be happening. And they are all activities that have been now infused into the world. That if you don't take care, you'll be overtaken by these activities. Some believers are now masturbating because of the things they have used this, their eyes to watch on the internet. Things of the world. It is an enemy. This year we have said no sorrows. But if your love is driven towards money, if your love is driven towards world, forget about it. Hallelujah. As the Bible read, uh, speaks, it, it, it manifests in the last of the flesh, last of the eyes, materialism, covetousness. I want you to get it. I have not said that these structures are wrong. But I am saying the things that we do, they have been manipulated in such a way that if you don't take care, it will corrupt your love for God. Nowadays, the world have their way of letting people get job. If you are a lady and you don't sleep with a boss, you won't have job. That is what we are talking about. That you don't go that way. That you can say no. Whether job or no job, I will not sleep with you. Those are the things we are talking about. One man of God said, those who lack the ability to say no will never be known. So, the main reason for this enemy is to corrupt your love for God. Because he knows that if your love for God is corrupted, then you can, he can corner you and destroy your life. What is the antidote 
what will enable the believer not to pattern his or her life after that of the world the love of God is what will enable you to lose taste for the love of the world in 1st John chapter 2 verse 15 if you love the world the love of the father is not in you if you love the father the love of the world will not be in you. Whatever you are filled with and satisfied with. When you are satisfied and filled with food. You don't have craving and desire for food again. When you are filled with the love for God. Then the taste for the love of the world automatically dies out of your life i pray that god's love as his word came unto us shall be shed abroad in your heart in the name of jesus christ that love we are talking about is not just lip service or a talking one it is a showing one so there are some indicators some things that should guide you for you to know whether I love God or whether I don't love God. So the love of God manifests on the platform of one, our zeal for God. Our zeal for God. Our passion for God. Our jealousy for God. In quote, sometimes you can say being crazy for God. That is Z. It is the inner force that propels you to do something for God and His house. That is Z. If you say you love God and you are not jealous for him there is a question mark on your love. Zeal is that inner drive in you. No matter what people do against you it makes you stick to God and do something for him. Whether there is heaven or there is no heaven I still love and have passion for God. Whether God will clothe me or he will not clothe me. Whether he will heal me or he will not heal me. He is still my God. That is zeal. Elijah said, I have been jealous for my God. Jealousy. Jesus was consumed with that zeal of God. So he, ent he entered the temple. People were misbehaving out of zeal he chased them out you cannot say you love god and you hear people talk negative about your god and you laugh with them 
jealousy for God. That is zeal. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Mezak, and Abednego. Zeal. I would rather die than to bow down to your God. Zeal for God. Whether God is able to save us or not, we will not bow down to your God. So many people are compromising. That is why we are overtaken by the things of the world. That is the way we do it. This one, it is not anything. Not zealous for God. Not having any fire for God. That when people talk anything negative, anything that can influence you into the world, you can shut them down. That is your love for God. Your love for God. I remember God's servant saying, they have been to places to preach God's word. And after getting there, they realized that they are wearing two different kinds of shoes. Zeal for God. Hallelujah. Zeal, that is what will enable you to lose taste for the things of the world. Hallelujah. It is also manifested on the platform of dedication. John chapter 12 verse 23 to 25. Your life must become a seed. If you love God, it is seen in your plantedness for God. If you love God, it is seen in your commitment to Him. It is seen in your devotion to Him. That you go all out for God. This issue of this one has done this. So I won't serve God. I won't come to the church again. This one has insulted me. This one has said this. this won't take you anywhere. Be planted in the house of God. This on and off thing that you are doing in God's house won't take you anywhere. They are the reason why you are connected by the world. I found this this week. Anytime you are planted and you come to church, we have gathered like this. It is a place of preservation. We have come to family meetings. Just as when anybody is chasing you, you run to your house and you report. And sometimes, like it happened in the Old Testament, one of the daughters of Jacob was defiled. And he, she came home to report. And the bra brothers took cutlass, went to the place of the enemy, begin to cut their heads. When you are planted in God's house, anytime you come to God's house, that is what happens. We have come for family meeting. We gather like this to trouble everyone that is troubling you. One Muslim became a Christian just some few days, became planted. 
came to church. Wasn't that big church. Pastor said, we are calling for prayer points. Had just said. This woman has been troubling me. I want our God to trouble her. They prayed. The next morning, when she went, the woman has started packing her tents from the place. Said, ah, where are you going? Said, I'm going. What is the problem? He said, I'm going. We come here, family meeting, you are planted. So we trouble everyone that is troubling you. That is why you need to be planted. When you are dedicated and committed, other things won't take your attention. The things of the world will not take your attention. I pray that you forsake all and be planted in God's house in the name of Jesus Christ. Then our love is also seen in the platform of our service to God. Our service to God. Service to God. Doing something for God. Doing something in God's house. Working with your hands. Giving out your all. You are giving your material seed. You are giving your life. You are giving your knowledge. You are giving your time, your resources, everything unto God. And when you are in service, Malachi 3.14, the distinction is always clear. Said, and God will distinguish those who served him and those who served him not. Service is what shows that you love God. Everyone will have an excuse for not doing something for God in his house. But you can also ignore every excuse and be serving in God's house if you are here. You are not doing anything for God. God is speaking to you. Give him your heart. By belonging. There are so many departments here. Hallelujah. As you occupy yourself with serving in the house of God, your taste for serving things and lasting after the things of the world naturally dies. I have discovered that people who are planted in departments and are working in this ministry are those who are growing up and are sharing testimonies every day that the evil one touched them not. So be planted by serving God. That is what shows your love. God told Abraham, give me your son. I want to eat him. Give me your son. That was on the platform of giving. The only thing you have said, give. Some of you are giving your strength, your knowledge out there at your workplace but you never do anything for God with that thing that God has given unto you it must be used here in God hallelujah so your love is manifested by serving never let it come to a point that you are hurt and you won't do anything for God because somebody said this because somebody did this. Never let it happen in your life. Hallelujah. And in the first service, God's servant has been saying, 
by service people are raised by service people are also what erased let the thing you are doing be from your heart and i know that god will raise you in the name of jesus christ how do you fuel your love for god how do you fuel your love your love is activated it is fuel it is fired on the platform of god's word on the platform of god's word john chapter 15 verse 10 john chapter 14 verse 21 23 you can also add jeremiah chapter 23 verse 29 it's not my word like fire he that keepeth my commandment in him my love is perfected so you fire god's love in you by staying in god's word by staying in god's word as you stay in god's word you are firing that love because what happens is that the holy spirit in romans chapter 5 verse 5 as you stay in the word he sets abroad in our hearts the love for god and i said in the first service that there is a spirit that roots the world in the bible the bible calls it the spirit of the world sometimes he calls it the 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 mystery of iniquity that is making sure that you fall prey to the things of the world so there are some things that you do that you don't understand why those things happen mystery of iniquity it can it can have influence over anybody whether a pastor a leader anyone mystery of iniquity why would a pastor stand up and say god said i should marry two and give you scriptural insight mystery of iniquity iniquity pastors lie some pastors lie they lie on the altar without any remorse mystery of iniquity there are some things you are doing you have prayed over them but you still have it for them there is a spirit that is controlling what you are doing and you need a greater spirit to overcome that mystery of iniquity and that spirit is the spirit of love it comes to make sure that your desire for the things of the world they die and that thing is shared abroad in your heart as you stay in god's word the lord bless us and i pray that this year as he has given us what to do to be able to overcome our flesh and the world your overflow is established in the name of jesus christ shall we please be on our